The Springboks may have come early, but they've also come with a 23 that would be, and I'm not kidding, not out of place in any Rugby World Cup final throughout the years. They're the defending champions, and they're looking to become the second team to defend the Webb Alice Trophy back at another Rugby World Cup. But they have this formula, the Springboks. They value the Rugby Championship in a World Cup year. Think back to 2019. It was vital in their build-up. Even Itzabeth. We know what giant he is. We know what an agitator he is. Well, sad, sad news this week, his father passing away. I mean, if he's still here, it doesn't even really matter. These guys are going to be playing for him. You've got Cheslin Colby. You've got Malcolm Marks off the bench. You've got Quagga Smith. You've got experts in all of their positions. And as we keep saying here at SCNZ, I cannot remember a bigger test match outside a Rugby World Cup that has more on the line for probably both sides, but especially our All Blacks. Cookie Kule lives and breathes South African rugby, from playing to now hosting successful podcasts on the game in Africa around the world. He's been good enough to stay up late for us. He's got electricity. He's locked and loaded. He's as excited as I am for this mammoth of a test match at Mount Smart Stadium of all places. It's a very good evening to you, Cookie, all the way in Africa. How you doing, brother? Hey, Louis. Good news. Thanks so much for uh, having me. Um, yeah, all uh, t- 10 p.m. on this side of the world, um, all charged up. And yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a massive, massive test. I think all of us here in South Africa, we all revved up. And um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, this is a, a game that, I mean, we're glad to know that you guys love it as well for us. It's, it's massive. It is massive, and it, and you know the funny thing is we don't see a lot of you anymore, and, and vice versa. The, the rugby international rugby landscapes changed. Um, it was only a handful of years ago that obviously Super Rugby was what it was, but nowadays there seems to be an extra layer of, um, I guess, anticipation. There's a real special feel when you play the All Blacks and the Springboks get to play because there is that unfamiliarity that has kind of separated us. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think the last time the Springboks played the All Blacks in New Zealand was 2019. So it's four years since we've seen. I mean, obviously played in Townsville, but I mean, it's been it, it's been four years since um, the, the Springboks have gone down there, and it's it's weird. I think for us, the African fans as well, it's been a massive adjustment. Obviously, with us playing in Europe now, we we, we grew up so accustomed to Super Rugby playing against New Zealand sides, and them coming down here yeah, was, was a treat to go and watch. And um, so it's sort of now it's a it's a weird place to be to, to think the only time we actually play the All Blacks is you know it's just, it's twice a year and it's and, and the only time we see our, our Springboks go up against the, the New Zealanders is twice a year so it's a it's a different landscape and I think you are right it does make it the test even more special it's um it's it's nice that like it's, it's two games obviously the one in Mount Smart this weekend and the one in in Twickenham but so yeah it's it's, it's got a definitely got a, a bigger feel to it now. It certainly does, mate. It really, really does. Um, now, because of that, we probably don't get to see these players close up as much as we had. But look, the thing that strikes me when I look at this Springboks 23 is it doesn't feel like there's been a change in eras as such. It, it seems like the Springboks are, are not too dissimilar in a place that the All Blacks are in in 2015. And I won't compare them to that side because I think that's one of the greatest rugby teams of all time, if not the greatest rugby team of all time. But what you've been able to do is develop and also uh, you've got that same stable, steady generation of great South African rugby players ushering through this new generation. And it seems like quite a stable mix of players. Is that how you see it? Because it it might not bode well for, say, three or four years' time, but right now 
it almost feels like this 23 that you've named to play the All Blacks is probably as seasoned and balanced as anybody could name around the world. I think it's one of those things. I think that if you look at the age profile of the Springboks when you, when we won the World Cup in 2019, it's sort of that squad sort of was a bit younger now, and it felt like that team was when when obviously when Rusty Erasmus took over, it felt like they were building towards 2027. I think obviously 2019 we we got a, we got in a position to win it, and it, it was fantastic. But I think you look at how many guys have sort of come through from the 2019 World Cup to 2023, and some guys have gotten even better. You look at someone like Damon Willemser, who was a fringe member in 2019, is now a key member of the squad, and guys have gotten better, and the, the likes of Oren so have come in, and I think it's it's a side that is definitely peaking, looking, was looking to peak in 2023, and, and the way they started last week is sort of uh, shown to that, so it's, it is exciting to see the fruition of, of the plan. I think obviously it was tough in 2020, having not playing any games because of COVID, that sort of did hamper the Springboks a little bit. And But I think the coaches have done a fantastic job in ushering in new players in a space of two years. I mean, it's, when you think about it, you, you, you're missing about 13 tests a year that were gone in 2020, but they've done, they've done well enough to win a Lions series in 21. 22, got, got some players in. We've got six games this year. They've ushered guys in. and We saw last week what happened with the, the so-called B team as, <laughs> as what is going around. So it's been able to create depth and still sort of bring in youngsters, but also still keep that core of 2019 together. So sort of the side is settled and you look at the coaching staff, they're all settled as well. So it's it's it's, it's, it's a very exciting time for us. Yeah, we're very excited in South Africa. I think, Cooks, I think, I think what happened was when we saw this 23 named, I think it shocked a lot of people, including myself. Not that if we, if we didn't want to go and do the research, it was, it was all available about who, who you'd name. But I think when you see it there and, and you go, oh man. Oh man, like, okay, right, yeah, so, so Dwayne Vermeulen is still playing rugby and RG Snyman is still the, the hugest, the biggest man that plays rugby in world rugby and okay, yeah, so Mpimpi is going to play and Delendi is still playing second five with Arm and, and there is that combination and I think when you see it all together in one place, because we have that unfamiliarity we were talking about before, it, it probably was a bit of like a, whoa, a, a come to, you know what moment. And um, I think that's exciting because what it means for this weekend is this is as much of a World Cup trial for Ian Foster and the All Blacks as, as they have had. You know, last year was tumultuous. The, he, his job was saved by that second test in South Africa when they won last year. And now this is it. This is the barometer for the World Cup. And what better team to do it? against than the world champions so how are the all blacks being perceived in africa at the moment and how much respect is there for this side even though they are you know on the on the backup of a year that's probably the worst in history i think it's still massive i think it, it was funny if you look at the when the springboks name they started on tuesday it was there's a lot of confidence from the people in south africa obviously look you look at our bench and we were we were we were thrilled, you know. Like you look at that side, we were thinking, "Oh, geez, it's going to be great." And then this morning, we woke up to the All Black side sort of being named. And we were like, "Oh, hold up, this and <laughs> this is this is a serious All Black side that's been named." You know, we still have lots of respect. I mean, you look at this. I mean, the likes of Bodhi Retalik, Bonham Barrett, Richard Mwanga. I mean, I think with the time zones for you guys, it's tough to obviously catch up with the URC games that we play here. Yeah? But we still mm. watch Super Rugby. You know, it, it comes on at half past nine in the morning for us, so we still keep intact we still know the players so the respect is still there like you said you guys i think after the first test in nelspruit the one we comfortably won 
we sort of felt like maybe we were turning the corner, maybe we get the rival the green in the in the rivalry, and then you guys came down to Ellis Park and and and, and beat us in Ellis Park. So we we always feel like I think Springbok fans, we we've seen enough, we, we've had enough pain inflicted by, by the All Blacks for us to never actually disrespect any All Black side. I think we I think we may have been as surprised as, as surprised as you were when you guys were going through the struggle the, the struggles last year. You know we know we know how hard it is to win in New Zealand like. You've seen Ireland go and win a series there, and you 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 see some of the losses. So for us, it's it was probably just as surprising. So the respect is still there. I mean, the, the side you guys named is it's a it's a great side on paper. To go to Mendoza last week, a place where the Springboks have struggled actually to win in Argentina and to win there comfortably, and with with the likes of Will Jordan, Mark Talia, uh, Sam Whitelock, who didn't even didn't even tra- would even travel up, and probably Ray Talic. So. The respect's still there. It will never. I don't think it will never die. And any Springbok fan who's underestimating the All Blacks in New Zealand is 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 is, is basically foolish. And and that's uh, that's a really good way to put it because <laughs> I don't think for one second we we didn't think that other people around the world were noticing what was going on in our backyard last year. But there is still an aura around the All Blacks, and we do believe that, even though it might be thinning. I think it still is there. How, can you just tell us, Cookie, how? close to the best 23 you could name is this? I mean, where is Khaleesi at on his comeback? And who else in an ideal world would you have in this 23? I think uh, reports there, when, when Khaleesi and the coaches have said he, he should be back for the warm-up games. So hopefully you'll get to, so hopefully I'm sure hopefully you'll be back for the the, the, the test in Twickenham. Um, I think the big one is probably Andre Pollard. He's not available still, also obviously obviously also injured. He should be back for hopefully for the warm-ups. Um, but then again, you know, you look at the likes of Andre Pollard. Uh, I think the big difference is like someone like like Peter Steftitoy will probably start. If you look at the, the normal sides, I mean Peter Steftitoy normally starts. The likes of Marks could start, but Pongi Bonambi they sort of interchange. But um, mm. it's very, very close to the, the starting side. Uh, Jaden Hendricks is missing. He started a few, most of the games last year. He's still injured, but he's easier in South Africa. So there's still a couple of options. Um, you still have the likes of Kurtley Lawrence, who scored 10, I think 11 tests in eight games. So 11 tries in eight games. So he, he, he didn't make the 23. He sort of rested this weekend. So depth is, our depth is at an all-time high at the moment, and it's in a good place. And it's, it's a big competition for places, healthy competition, especially... You look at what guys did to the Wallabies last week. So it's so for us, it's 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 very very close to a starting side. But I could say the same thing for the All Blacks. I think Bob, Sam Whitelock, possibly um, Angelino Brown. You you guys are probably as as close to your starting side that you'd see in the World Cup. We we are, but look, the the, the thing is with the All Blacks versus the Springboks, and I I do this is a good segue actually to what we think might happen uh, tomorrow night. You know, the difference is the Springboks are settled. They are world champions. They have got probably as close to a, a generational side as they have had in, a, in a, a long time. The All Blacks aren't. They're not settled. The, there's a lot of conjecture around selections. Joe Schmidt, Jason Ryan have joined the selection panel with Ian Foster. But, I mean, I'm going to talk about it on the show today, Cooks. Like, the Chiefs were probably the most impressive Super Rugby side on whole throughout Super Rugby. Damien McKenzie played superb last week against Argentina, couldn't make the squad, uh, couldn't make the 23 this week. Uh, Sean Stevenson, who's probably the form fullback in, in Super Rugby, couldn't make it a 23 even in Argentina. They play Will Jordan, who's probably the best fullback out and out with the most upside 
on the wing. Um, Bowden Barrett retains his spot. There's a hell of a lot of conjecture. It's exciting to see young Tamati Williams get a, a running off the bench this week. But what they do with Blindside, for example... There is probably more conjecture than you'd suspect around this All Blacks 23, although what you said is is correct. This is what they think, probably their best side. It's just, there's never been more uncertainty from the rugby public in New Zealand towards the All Blacks, which is a really interesting place to be because, look, for the last decade or more, it's, it's almost felt like a mirror image looking at South Africa. There's a lot of uncertainty. You had a lot of, frac- you had a lot of, um, you know, different coach, well, not a lot, but you had different coaches coming and going, never really sure who the best first five was, never really sure who the absolute standout loose forward trio was if you were going to have to, you know, pick a game to play the Aliens today. So it's actually almost like we've traded spots a wee bit and and that segues into Mount Smart. You don't have to play at Eden Park, which I just don't I don't think can be understated. I mean, as a South African rugby tragic, you would know going to the fortress at Eden Park is is a, something that no team ever wants to do. No, hundred percent. Um at a chuckle at a, the podcast we recorded today is so the last time you guys the All Blacks beat the Springboks in New Zealand was in Albany when you guys put that a game we try to forget at 47-0 and then my uh, my fellow podcaster made a suggestion that I think the All Blacks want to take us to the small stadiums and that that's where they sort of beat as well but I mean <laughs> for us it's, yeah I think no one wants to to go to Eden Park but we still I mean it's one of those things I think it's we, we, we obviously would love to I mean everyone wants to crack at a have a crack at that Eden Park record. I think it's something that teams that tour New Zealand want to sort of have a, a crack at. I think the Springboks would have felt like they're probably in, in their best position to do that. Um, but it's but even for us, it's, it's, it's a strange feeling sort of going into New Zealand with confidence. You know, if you think about it, I think 2019, we managed to get a draw there. 2018, we managed to get a win there. So we we, we go in there with a, little, with a little bit of confidence of knowing that we've gotten the job done. This group of players have gotten the job done there before, um, which is... If you look at the history, it's a, it's a strange it's a strange sort of feeling to have where normally it's 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 ninety nine percent fear, one percent hope. Whereas now is <laughs> you know the, the hope the, the hope is sort of lifted. There's 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 a hope, there's a confidence, and without sort of the still obviously we know how tough it is to win in New Zealand, but to go in there with the confidence and like you said, I think for us our side is settled. We're sort of dealing with, I think I feel like with the Springboks probably about twenty five to twenty seven guys know they're going to the World Cup is, is sort of finding in the final piece, the final six, whereas I think you guys, like you said, that there's so much questions around selection, but on the day, you guys, I always feel the All Blacks are best suited to beat the, the Springboks in, in terms of the style you guys play, which is always a worry for us, and then I think there'll be a big worry again going into Saturday. Yeah, well, look, it's really interesting, Cooks, because the, the bookmakers here in New Zealand, uh, they opened the Springboks quite wide and the public has bet them in so we are weary uh, currently three dollars yesterday got into about two dollars 75 so it came in a, a full dollar um on our bookies so there is respect we understand what you can do i don't think we had a caller call the show no who was it somebody somebody said to us yesterday on the show you don't beat the Springboks by going through them. Uh, Steve Devine. Steve Devine, former all-back halfback, said you don't beat the box by going through them. You need to figure out a way to go around them. And that'll be the way that they'll be looking to play with Talia and Will Jordan on the wings. But, I mean, I just go through, again, I just look at the Springboks 15 in particular and it is delicious. This matchup is as good as it's going to get. I hope you enjoy it. What time will it be on in Port Elizabeth? 
Uh, for us, it'll be on at about uh, nine in the morning. Nine in the morning. So you get, you have a cooked breakfast, get your podcast stream up and going, and then um, hopefully you get to celebrate. <laughs> well, well, not for us. No, knowing South Africans, the the the, the bras will be ready. I'm I'm telling you now. But up at half past eight, the first beer will be cracked open. So it was, <laughs> it's, it, people are fit for a big Saturday. We we made a joke. It's going to be a tough day to be a beer on Saturday, especially if the Springboks win. It could be. So, yeah, we all set aside. Um, I mean, I think the time is not stopping us from cracking open a cold one. <laughs> of course, because it's the day behind as well. So it's Saturday morning. Watch out. It could be a, it could be a big, big weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, that's big, fantastic. Big yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, look, it's going to be, it's it's as good as it gets, this, the old foe, eh? I mean, fantastic. All right, Cooks, look, now we've got your details, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch before the World Cup again, and um, I just hope it's, well, the other the other thing we didn't talk about was Ray Nile. I just hope, I hope he lets the boys play a wee bit, eh? No, 100%, I hope so as well. I think, um, oh, geez, I, I'd love for, for it to be just the high-scoring affair, some good, some good games, uh, a good game of rugby, and uh, and hopefully the rest sort of stays at the way, and then yeah, let the boys play, and yeah, and just hope for a cracker. Yep, that's it. That's all we can ever ask for. There you go. That's our man out of South Africa with our electricity today, and uh, with all the information around the Springboks. Uh, this is fantastic. We cannot wait. Cookie Kool Aid there. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to chatting more again.